We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to another edition of the Field of 68's Off the Carousel, where we talk to the newest tires across the country. And we've talked to this guy before for a variety of reasons, for a variety of stories. He is Paul Mills, who did an amazing job at Oral Roberts the last six years. Two Summit League tournament championships, a regular season championship in the league, as well as the tournament title here in 2023 and the Summit League Coach of the Year this past season. And now he is the new head coach of the Wichita State Shockers. Paul, congratulations to you, and it's great to have you with us. Uh, Let's start with this. When everything's coming together for you to eventually become the head coach of the Shockers, as you're going through that process, why did it say to you, you know what? This can be my new home. John, thanks for, for having me on. You guys do phenomenal work. Uh, big fan of you and Rob and Jeff is okay. Uh, but but you, you, you do phenomenal work promoting the college basketball game, uh, especially during the winter months when it kind of gets overshadowed by football. But thank you, guys. Uh, Wichita State, when I was at ORU, we did not have college football. So I would often use examples of teams that have gone to the Final Four uh, who don't have college football. Everybody's familiar with Gonzaga, but there's VCU, there's Loyola Chicago, and there's Wichita State. And Wichita State is 2013 uh, was when they were in the Final Four. So just a decade ago. So there is is Kansas does not have pro basketball. Uh, Oscar Robertson is no longer in the state of Kansas uh, playing in in the NBA, but it's a basketball crazy state. Whether you support the Jayhawks or whether you support the Wildcats, people support the Shockers. So I can remember being at the battle for Atlantis in the Bahamas in 2017 with Baylor and there was Michigan State and Louisville. Uh, I was there with Baylor. And Wichita State by far had the largest contingent of fans. And I know how much they support. Uh, they've been to a Final Four. They've done it uh, consistently winning over the past decade, top 15 in the country. And, and in this new era, I mean, 
recruiting has changed in the past two years. Uh, with, with the portal and NIL, uh, you do have to be able to position yourself in order to climb the ladder in college basketball. And, and all of those things, from the, from the support of the fans to the conference alignment to the long, rich history and great fan support made it a, a very attractive situation. We'll talk about what to me is just a fascinating life journey and and uh, I myself being being a guy who's who's rooted in faith, uh, I appreciate everything that that you've done throughout your life. And I, I always think and I, I I get this sense from you, you're always in a certain position, a certain place for a reason. Yeah. How would you define the six years at Oral Roberts? Uh, amazing. I mean, it, it was really fun. Uh, I mean, you you walk into a team that uh, had won six Division One games, and I talked to Kelvin Sampson um, at Houston, who was had had kind of started, and and you know, Kelvin didn't have a good first year. I talked to Larry Brown at SMU, and I was kind of amazed at how quickly they turned those situations into enviable situations for the rest of us who were in college basketball. And, 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 you know, coach Brown mentioned that you're not going to get fired after year one. Uh, and so I just said, you know what, I hope that's true. Uh, and, and I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to save these scholarships and I'm just going to go ahead and get kicked in the head. And, and I did, um, you know, I can remember we lost by 42 points to Oklahoma state and Bill Self, who was the coach at, at Oral Roberts before he left to, to go to Tulsa, texted me and said, man, it, when I first was the coach at ORU and we played Oklahoma State, only lost by 41. And, and, uh, and, and so there was this encouragement. And at the same time, there was this expectation that, man, we're going to try to establish a culture and we're going to save the scholarships and we want to make sure we get the right people in here. So at the end of year one, we won 11 games. And and that next year, we brought in nine new players. You're not going to win with nine new players. And But by the time those guys became juniors, um, you know, they they had been in the program for three years and we were winning. We went to the Sweet 16. And they, they were able to grow through this entire process. We always knew by year three, we were winning. Um, year four, we were winning championships. And, and then year five and year six, I mean, we were able to add pieces. And then this past year, win 30 games and kind of establish ourselves. But we understood the bar that we had to rise to. And every single year, we got better. Uh, but... I wouldn't tell you that it was just this grand master plan as much as it was, man, let's just invest in where we currently are and we'll watch how these results play out over time. And I was, I mean, was a, the, the people at ORU are incredible. Uh, they, there's a long, rich history there and they were extremely supportive and it helps obviously when you have a three-time AP All-American and Max Asmus, uh, your last three years, you're going you're gonna to win quite a few games. But there was a contingency that we were able to establish a core group uh, in year two that kind of propelled us forward during my, during my tenure. As Max Asmus 
two-time Summit League Player of the Year, transfers to Texas. You still have the opportunity to coach him throughout four years. Yeah. What's, what's one of your favorite stories? And what are the Longhorns in the Austin community getting? Yeah. Uh, one, you know, his last name is spelled A-B-M-A-S. And so I'm calling him Max Abmus uh, for the longest uh, two months. And it, it was, you know, it, it, there's some German roots there. And he didn't correct me for two months and said it's ace, you know, like the card. And uh, it's ace Smith. And I was just <laughs> like, bro, like we, we waited two months until uh, you actually correct me. And, and he was just, he just wanted to do the work. He just showed up every day. He was behind some guy after his freshman year named Anthony Edwards. I think he's the first pick in the NBA draft or something uh, in regards to making threes as a freshman. And I remember that second year we said, Max, your future in basketball isn't going to be as a catch and shoot guy as well as you can shoot. It's got to be as a point guard. And we have to make this transition. And, and we were going through COVID at that time. So we were sending him workouts via text. And that dude, when he came back, had put in the time and put in the work. And, and it was kind of amazing kind of to watch it. And I remember being about five games into conference and leaning over to the staff and just saying, he's the best point guard in this league, right? And they said, he has been all year, Coach Mills. Uh, and, and it was just these moments where you realize just how good he actually is and led the country in scoring and then, you know, had, had so many opportunities to do so many other things, uh, whether it be professional, whether it be, you know, switch and go to a different school in the era of NIL. And he was always about the work. So that's exactly what the uh, the people in Austin are getting. One, he wanted to get back closer to home, um, given his final year. Two, I, I do think that he the the Big Twelve is a obviously a really good conference, and and wanted to prove himself at, at the Big Twelve level. But you're just getting an incredible guy who's going to do the work day in and day out. And I'm telling you. He will figure it out. You know, again, he's a 3.92 biomedical chemistry major, and 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 he's going to figure it out because he wants to. And just a tremendous young man who uh, is, is going to represent people the right way. I remember the Philadelphia 76ers calling me after a workout one time, and they said, we're going to end up working for him. And uh, I said, yeah, uh, I, I think a lot of us are. But he's just an incredible kid. and and lucky to have the opportunity to be around him for for those four years and part of a sweet 16 run in 2021 new head coach at wichita state now paul mills is with us here on off the carousel all right i'm gonna test you here yeah when i say the words don't get caught <laughs> uh watching the paint dry uh, uh I, I figured it was a Hoosiers reference. Now, I have to admit, I have seen the movie more than a thousand times, but it's not as if I sit there, sit down in front of a screen and just watch it. It is, I've got a pregame routine and it's kind of background noise more than it is anything else. So a thousand is probably, not probably, it is exaggerating it, but 
I've got a pregame routine, and I can tell you at 3.15 that movie comes on because we usually get on the bus at 5.30 for a 7 p.m. game. So it's always two hours and 15 minutes prior to, to, to whatever time we're getting on the bus. But uh, I love that story. All I ever wanted to be was a high school coach. And for me, it's to, uh, because I've seen it done, um, whether it was at Baylor, whether it was when I was a high school coach, I've seen it done at ORU. I love how basketball can rally a community together. And that's what I want to do here at Wichita State for the people of Wichita. Mm. My dad will religiously just blurt out, my team's on the floor. <laughs> no small school. Uh, you know, I love it. It I is great. It. it is. It is. I, anybody who doesn't like that film, I don't know how you don't get goosebumps at the whole man. At the whole story. Yeah, you know when uh, when when they tell when Gene Hackman tells Strap to uh, to put Ollie on his shoulders and measure the goal when they walk in Butler Fieldhouse. It, it, it's one of those that, man, you know, there's there's a huge message there, right? We're not going to be intimidated by the environment. It's something that you're used to uh, and have been ever since you started playing basketball. There's just, there's so many takeaways. I will go on the record and say my favorite movie is Hoop Dreams. Uh, I love the documentary of William Gates and Arthur Agee. And, and there's an exploitation there that, that an underbelly to basketball that sometimes people aren't aware of. but uh, uh, there are a number of basketball-inspiring things that I watch, and Hoosiers and Hoop Dreams are two of them. So, I think people, if they haven't heard yet, the first-timers hearing this will be amazed at hearing the idea that you get a job out of school, you, you graduate from Texas A&M, with a bachelor's degree in finance, and you're a bond analyst with a Texas bank, and you're yeah. moonlighting as a high school coach in the Houston area at North Bell Christian Academy. Um, and from there, from what I read, you were making around $80,000 as this analyst. What led you to coaching, and what happened next? Yeah, I, I mean, I, actually, I, I loved... I was a division two basketball player and, and I wasn't very good in my mind. I thought I was great. Uh, but you know, in hindsight, you're 18 years old, you think you're great at everything. And I, I wasn't very good, but I was amazed at what basketball could do for, it could allow you to travel. It could allow you to see certain things. It would, it, it could pay for your school. And I was kind of surprised by that. The conference that I was in, uh, the Sooner Athletic Conference had two guys go to the NBA draft um, out of that conference in, in 1991. And so I was amazed. So I was running back to my neighborhood and we were poor and we didn't have anything. And there were players who were better than me. And I just said, man, guys, do you realize that if you'll approach this stuff the right way, not only is it going to pay for your school, uh, but you're going to have experiences that that I just thought were incredible. The people that you meet, the places you get to go. And I was just so excited that I, I was not, didn't venture outside of Houston much because we didn't have much money. And so when I went off to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma and was able to come back, I just wanted to help kids. And so 
I, I, there was a, a part of me that was just like, man, I, you could, you could pay me $50. I just want to get in a gym and I want to help kids because I want to, I want these poor inner city kids, just like me. It, it's as if I discovered plutonium. And I was just amazed that basketball could do all of this for somebody. And I wanted to share it. And I just wanted to, and, and I, as much as I wish, wish everybody does, that your gift is playing. Um, what I realized is my gift was helping. And I just wanted to help as many inner city kids, uh, as many people as possible with the game ex of basketball, get the same experiences that I had, uh, because I was just enamored with it. And so I didn't care what you paid me. Um, I ended up going and, and teaching calculus and, and coaching high school basketball. And all I wanted were the cars following the bus on the way to regionals, just like I watched in the movie Hoosiers. And we were able to go to a Final Four uh, during my time at Fort Bend Baptist, what's now known as Fort Bend Christian. And I can just, the smiles on parents' faces, players, and had a number of those guys go on and play college basketball. But again, it was as if when I went off to college uh, uh, to play, it was, wow, totally unaware that this is what basketball does. It's paying for school. It is allowing me to have these experiences. And I need to tell the entire world, specifically people that grew up the same way I did in the same socioeconomic circumstances, because I knew that they were better than me uh, <laughs> basketball wise. And I, I really, I wanted to give this gift out as much as possible. So uh, was able to help guys. And then, I mean, once you started seeing guys going to college and the NBA, it, it became a drug and it was just, how do I help? How do I help? So that, that, that's been a huge motivator for me. Our partner for today's episode is Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 during the college basketball season, and I loved the impact that it had on my energy levels. I'm a big coffee in the morning guy, but by the time that the afternoon would hit, I needed another boost. AG1 helped me tremendously, especially on those days when I didn't want to get up off the couch and go hit the gym. Their tagline is, AG1 is comprehensive health and the power of habit in one, and man, that could not be more true. It's nearly impossible to eat and drink in a healthy manner in the month of February and the month of March when you are in my business. And AG1 was exactly the supplement that I needed to improve my gut health and cover my nutritional bases for the day. I've continued that into April. I've continued that into May, and I'm going to continue that the rest of the summer. All I have to do is mix a scoop of AG1 with some water or maybe add it into a smoothie and I'm ready to go. Do it after lunch and you'll be ready to go for the rest of the day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com backslash field68. That's field68, F-I-E-L-D, the number six, the number eight, and you can get yours now. So check it out and help support this show. Thanks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're the son of a pastor. You just talked about your upbringing. Yeah. And, and you grew up, you, you were living in a, a parsonage for those who might. Yeah. Not Man, I, I, I'm, a, I'm impressed. You even know what a parsonage is. I, <laughs> a, a rectory, a clergy house, a, you know, attached yeah. to the church. Uh, but tell me about your roots and how they have helped define you today. Sure. At one, I, in my mind, I grew up during the golden era of basketball. I mean, it was Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan. Uh, like they were on TV and NBC and CBS would televise these games and your whole day was structured around this. So when Michael came on the scene in 1984, I mean, there were shoes. It, it all of a sudden just became a culture. Uh, and I was the biggest Michael Jordan fan you could ever be. But you know, I would ask my mom, could it, could it, could I get these new pair of Michael Jordan shoes? And she said, we can only buy things that we can eat. So can we eat them? And the answer was no. And so it, no, nobody in my neighborhood could. And, and I knew my dad only made a hundred dollars a week um, because my mom would tell me, this is why we can't buy Jordans. We can only buy things that we can eat. And she would often tell us, listen, we may be poor, but we're not going to be dirty. And what I learned there was, 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 you know what? Excellence isn't about things. It's taking excellent care of the things that you have. Like excellence isn't driving such and such car having. It is, can we be responsible and good stewards with whatever it is that we, we, are, we are blessed to have? And, and if we're eating and we have a, a roof over our head, we are blessed. But what I loved about the game of basketball in my neighborhood is that none of us could afford shoulder pads or a helmet or a glove or, or uh, uh, cleats in order to go play different sports. But we could all run down to the corner with one ball and and 15 of us could get out there and we could play 21 and we could be there from sun up to sun sundown. And in Europe um, and in Africa, you see soccer as a sport of a poor, but in, in America, it's basketball. And so there was this whole culture of watching it on TV. And then there was this whole culture in your neighborhood. And, and I, I just, my dad wasn't going to let me go down the road of, of trying to uh, find my way out of it, uh, being poor through robbing people or being involved in inappropriate ways. So I had to be halfway decent at sports. And so I just loved it. And again, I wish I was blessed with more ability. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't, but I, I saw a number of guys who were, and, and what I saw was people who who did this the right way. I mean, I had a number of teammates in high school who who went on to play college basketball, and we would come back and, and listen to each other's stories and talk about these experiences. 
And I just realized that there were so many other kids who could have this same experience if they would approach this stuff the right way. Hmm. You talked about the cars that people drive and the significance or lack thereof of a vehicle, uh, of what it really is. So you're at Baylor from 2003 to 17, and in 2009, you go from director of operations to a full-time assistant role because Matthew Driscoll leaves to become the head coach at North Florida. You were driving a Honda Accord. What happened to that Accord? <laughs> yeah, I did I did give it away. I have, I have no idea how Scott ever figured out that story. I actually think I was talking to my wife one day about we've got to get the title to the person that I gave the car to. And and Scott was like, what do you mean? Like overhears me on the phone or something in my office and says, what do you mean you gave the car? And I swore him to secrecy. I was like, Scott, you cannot tell anybody this story. I don't want any publicity out of it. Uh, I, I just, th- this was a person who needed a vehicle. I had one that I no longer needed. It wasn't, I don't want to give you this idea that it was an Escalade. Uh, it, it, it was a car that I thought somebody else could use. And I don't need, I'm thankful that the school is providing me a loaner vehicle uh, in, in regards to my new role now that Matthew Driscoll's a head coach at North Florida. And so you just pass on a car. And I honestly, I'm a little embarrassed that this story has ever gotten out, but I am thankful that. Somebody was able to use that car uh, in in a capacity that could help them that they didn't have one at the time and prevent them from walking everywhere. It's amazing. And I know that you, you don't do things for a, quote, victory lap or for the shine, uh, because that's not why you do something. Uh, I'm curious, as you take over at Wichita State, you've talked about community, fan base, all those things. How do you get your players to not just be players, but to be people both in your program and your school, translating a lot of the things that you've done in your life and hoping to turn them from boys, young men, into grown men? Yeah, it, I, I am the the New Zealand All Blacks. The great rugby team has a saying uh, of "Good people make good players," and it's it's over the course of time. That's what I've realized is is people. Um, if, if you'll go about this the right way, I'm not telling you that stardom is going to happen tomorrow. Uh, but man, how do we put days together? Can we just stack days together, and then over the course of time? Uh, we're going to have enough days stacked together that it's going to catapult us to a place that we we didn't necessarily anticipate because we were just so focused on that particular day. And so it is there. There is a focus. I get it. Players players want um, they have aspirations. Uh, but but as I as we, we can get caught up in accolades, but what we need to be able to pay attention to is attributes. Do you have the 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 attributes? Are you doing the right things that are going to put you in a position to receive accolades? So I try to get guys to focus more on the attributes and, and you try to get them to focus on those things daily. And what I've realized is over the course of time, um, this stuff plays itself out in, in a way 
that's beneficial for you. And, and so the people at, at Wichita um, are extremely supportive, but you can get distracted by all this support. Uh, it's, it's unlike, it's even unlike Baylor um, when, when I was, when I was there that the people are, they, they love shocker basketball. You have to get the, give them something to cheer for. Nobody wants, they, people want to see representation on the court. So if you are a hardworking person, whatever your day job is, you want to see people who work hard on the court if we're going to go spend money. If you are a person who, who values integrity and honesty, they want to see that on the court. So guess what? I wouldn't support some people uh, because for, for those exact reasons. They don't work hard. I don't think they show enough passion uh, in regards to how they approach things. They didn't do their homework. They're not prepared. So all of those things, people want to see representation on the court, especially people where you're from. And, and so the people of Wichita want to see that represented there. And we want to make sure we're doing the things off the court uh, that allow them to see representation, not only off of it, but on it as well. All right, Paul, let's turn to your team as you head into this season. Give us a, a bit of a breakdown of who you've been able to sign and what the thought process is and how you've gone about constructing this roster. Yeah, one, the, the people that have stayed behind, uh, I know how hard it is. Jerome Tang is a, a really good friend, and we were roommates for my 14 years at Baylor. And, uh, the fact that he was national coach of the year is shocking to me uh, because I would listen to some of his opines while we were staying up all night talking basketball and said, Jerome, you're crazy. Uh, <laughs> so so I, I'm really, I, I, I mean, I talk to him probably more uh, than I do anybody else in this profession. Uh, he and Scott and so happy. But I, when I took the job, uh, I, I just told Jerome, I said, Jerome, I'm, I'm going to keep more than two. Uh, you, you only kept two guys uh, when you inherited K-State. Uh, I'll keep more than two. So the guys who have stayed behind um, have been remarkable. I know Colby Rogers was a top 60 shooter in the country when he was at Siena shooting 43% from three and had to sit out this past year. And I know he can he can really put the ball in the hole. The teams that I've coached at ORU the last three years were number one in the country at making threes. And, and so Colby was a guy who fit. Kenny Poto is a really good player who entered the transfer portal and, and decided to uh, take his name out. But, I mean, you have a six-foot-10 player who, as a sophomore year, averaged nine and six in, in a tough conference. And I think he's going to be remarkable. There are guys that were um, behind who who didn't necessarily contribute, whether it be Xavier, Jalen, uh, Isaac, who I think will be able to uh, this coming year. And then the pieces that we were able to add, Jacob Germany is a six foot eleven all conference player out of Conference USA uh, who can really play in space. Harlan Beverly was a top 20 high school player in the country who was on the final four team at Miami. And he's just been hurt um, and didn't get cleared until September of this past year. And when you have Nigel Pack and, and Wong in your backcourt, uh, there's probably not 
enough minutes there for you to break through. But I, I think he's going to have a breakout year, just super high on him. Uh, Ronnie DeGray comes over from Missouri yeah. Um, yeah. and and terrific player uh, who's done it at the SEC level, averaging eight and five. And he's going to have a bigger role than, than what he had in the past. Uh, Bijan Cordes is uh, – Phenomenal. Uh, I've seen him win state championships here in Oklahoma, and he's a transfer from OU to have a 48% three-point shooter uh, of that caliber. So th- there's just there, there's so many pieces here that uh, you're extremely excited about just moving forward with, with each of the players that we have. So I, I think all of that bodes well for our future. You know, I, I could go on and on. Uh, Wichita State fans would love it uh, to hear me yes, do a, a roster breakdown. <laughs> and, and and again, I, I just think that the pieces that are in place, um, that there's a level of excitement. So when our guys get on campus on June 5th uh, and we get started with workouts, I, I can tell you that uh, we'll be pretty excited about all that's involved in order to get everybody going. Look, anything, uh, it doesn't just start at the top. It takes a build. Uh, Yeah. What's your message to that ever so passionate fan base about uh, year one and what they can expect when they take a seat at one of your games? Yeah, one, uh, you're so excited to, to play for an enthusiastic fan base. Going back to Jerome, uh, when I was, um, talking to a number of schools through this whole process. And he said, Paul, just remember this. You would rather have a fan base that is passionate and cares, good or bad. Uh, yeah. it is, it's better than the people who, uh, at the end of the day, don't even show up and, and bother. And so I just knew that this situation would be exactly that. You know, I think what's traditionally been the case, and I've been fortunate to coach teams, this past year we were number one in the country at taking care of the basketball. And and that's important to me. So they'll see a team that uh, values a basketball. Uh, We were fourth in the country in defensive rebounding. So I understand that this is how you win games. You have to make people miss. And then can you retrieve the basketball? So to trying to be efficient on both ends. And it, it'll take a little while to to uh, to go through the pieces. I, I mean, one of the guys I didn't mention, uh, Quincy Ballard, the transfer from Florida State. I mean, th- there's just there's so many different lineups that that we can play and with the people that we have. So it I'm excited to get in there and see what's uh, what works. Uh, how the pieces are and we still have some guys that we're going to add so all of that lends itself to uh, exciting times and I do think by the time January comes around as we're entering conference given our non-conference schedule uh, that you'll see a team that first is able to win home games because of our passionate fan base look folks he made NCAA tournaments happen at Oral Roberts and yes I know you always say you got to have great players too. A Sweet 16 two years ago, a lot of success with the Eagles, and now he looks to take that with the Shockers. Paul, congratulations. Thanks for being on Fuel of 68 off the carousel, and best of luck in year one. 
John, thank you again. Appreciate all the Phil of 68 does to promote the game. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.